0: And welcome to Nerd Spleening. My name is Eric Da Silva, and I'm here with my co-host Jose Romero. What's going on, Eric? As uh, usual. This is a, a fun episode. We have a, our first official guest on of the podcast here. This guy, you may have followed him on Instagram at Attack Peter. He also has some stuff coming out with Skybound. Give it up for Peter Santa Maria. Hey, what's up, guys? We and, go I'm, way back. We, we go way back. us really. We are <laughs> we are friends uh, from back. back in the day. Uh, we uh, all worked together um, uh, at, a, at a video game store once upon a time. Um. Uh, I, I will. You can, say, you can say
1: GameStop. There I can't. I, I wasn't sure if I can say it.
0: That's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wasn't sure the legalities of it. I don't
2: know. I so- we have
1: no obligation to anybody anymore. That's right. Four seven seven for fun. life. That's what I say about <laughs>
2: that. He's nice. um, been like uh, what, eighteen years, Peter? 18, friends, maybe 18, 19 years? Yeah. Yeah. a Yeah. Long time. I was gonna say. In fact,
1: time. if you're gonna hear a lot of dirt on what Eric was up to at like GameStop. Uh, well, follow uh, me, say- and I'll be posting it little by little on my account.
0: <laughs> if you want to hear everything Peter was up to in GameStop, <laughs> uh, uh, it was nothing because he contributed nothing. <laughs>
2: exactly. I'll, I'll say this because 18 years is a long time; it's impressive. To be honest with you. But what's it's more true. impressive that you know Peter and I both have to put up with Eric for 18 years?
1: Oh man,
2: uh, we need like a statue or something. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> God first bless of all,
1: us. God bless I, Peter for,
0: that. for our Peter multicultural
1: because... listeners, there's an, a saying that says "qué
0: <laughs> the only reason I put up a Peter is because I, he needed an adult to be accompanied all the time because he's a minor so. <laughs> it, was, it was very difficult and Jose couldn't be trusted around minors so it was a very complicated situation <laughs> that's a fair point <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, thanks for joining us, to speak, man. And, uh, I, this is a very cool episode because this is something that is near and dear to all our hearts. Uh, before we get to the main topic of today's show, we're going to talk up a little bit of news, kind of see what's going out there and recap what's in the nerd world. And Jose, why don't you take us down uh, this trip during uh, Update Lane? Well, there's one I think that both of you guys are going to be interested
2: in. That is HBO Max. It's been the news for, for a lot of reasons lately. But they are, I guess, bringing back the Batman animated series for oh, season heard about that and i'm super excited i know you, we talked about it before i know you're a huge fan i am too um, Eric, um it's Peter, the best you? batman thing I, okay i, I was about to ask you out. i remember you also yeah. really like an animated series It's yeah. probably
0: is one of the overall probably top to bottom the best batman we've got yeah. i guess it. is I, that right my kids are very hard to get into anything like anytime you introduce something new they're like hey i didn't discover it i don't want to watch it so when we got uh, HBO Max and uh, Batman animated series was there. I was like, look, I'm going to show you one episode. And if you dig it, I'll show you more. And if not, you can just walk away from it. And I basically started to show them like a highlight reel of like the best episodes from the series. And now they're totally into it. Like I showed them like just the three episodes I showed them was I showed them Heart of Ice, the Mr. Freeze uh, reinterpretation, which was dope. I showed them uh, Almost Got Him, which is that when all they hear all the villains are playing poker and they're bragging about how they almost Killed Batman. And that's then, my favorite episode. Oh, such a great episode. And then I played them for the Joker's favorite, where the Joker just pulls over a rando and is like, I'm going to kill you unless you give me a favor. Oh, a, such a, yeah. such a so great good. episode. And then they're like, What else you got? And I just started to feel like I, my daughter just watched the Raisha Al Ghul two part episode where they introduced Raja Ghul for the first time. And she's like, This is great. I'm like, Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> To me,
1: that's considering how long it's been since it first came out. I literally remember being, what, 10 years old or something watching that show when it came out on. On tv i think batman returns had just came out at the same time so that was like they they launched it together but i can't think of a piece of entertainment <sighs> I don't know, That's that I still love as much as when I first saw it.
0: I know, and I could tell it was impactful to you, because once you saw that, you stopped growing at the age of 10. And that's like, <laughs> I'm going to stay like this forever. That, so that is actually a true story, folks. <laughs> and not, not to jump on that side, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, hope, I hope they bring the original team on. Uh, I, hope, I hope they bring the original voice actors, because I don't know how much longer we're going to be lucky enough to have a Mark Hamill uh, with us. So, you know. Uh, Jesus, Eric's already killing Mark Hamill. I know, relax, man.
1: Listen, listen, just, what do you know that this. we don't dude?
0: Uh, we all, it, dude all i know is, is, this that is the news i missed what, what this is the scary part mark hamill <laughs> eric's is, outside mark hamill's door right now i'm trying to get a, a lot of mark hamill right <laughs> <laughs> signatures right now and stuff <laughs> like come on baby he's gonna need <laughs> a new house <laughs> uh,
2: one question Jesus. of a movie all of a sudden he <laughs> just that's it he has a the burlap
1: Eric has a burlap sack and a rope. And he's standing outside his Hollywood home right now. Uh, I can't. I, I know we don't have much time no. left with Mark camel so right it's yeah. called being a
0: dedicated fan. Okay, so that's, I'm just really I'm a, a huge I, into collectibles. I, I think you're. In
1: a, I think you're in a death pool. What you? Oh yeah, I mean clearly that's what I do every year. 2021. I was I have gonna a list. Say, I would say Mark camel would would outlast uh, Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conway does yes, not look like agree. in the best
0: of shape either. So I'm really hoping yeah. that we can get this off uh this project off pretty soon Mark because Haml's in his sixties, he's got twenty years at least. No, Hamill's in his yeah, seventies, yeah. isn't he? 70s? He's, he's the same age know. as as Alan Guinness was when he first filmed episode
1: four. Like that's Oh yeah. yeah, but think about this. Uh how old is uh James Earl Jones? Oh yeah, James Earl Jones is probably older than that, right? And he's oh, still he's doing Vader voice, I'm saying. So like if voice acting, I think we're gonna be fine. Wow. Okay, he, so... Okay, Mark, Markham was 69.
2: Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I stand corrected.
0: <laughs> but he's not on the way out, guys. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. He's got a little bit of time. I'm sorry, he looked a little rough in Star Wars, and I just assumed the worst, so I apologize. <laughs> that could have been the movie. James R. Jones is 90. Oh, but then, yeah, see? see, it's true. Let's start getting those James Earl Jones Jeez. Darth Vader figure signed, guys, because it's only
1: American. so we only need 21 seasons of Batman
0: left. That's it. <laughs> there you go. That's all we got. <laughs> Enjoy what you can.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of series, there's another series on HBO Max. Now, this was going to interest Peter a lot. I know he's a huge fan of this property. I think there's a lot of art based off this property, and of course, that's the announcement that they're going to win development of a Godzilla TV series.
1: All wait really max yes oh well, Peter, I, no I, I thought it was that. uh is it on netflix no uh hbo well netflix had a series they no had, netflix has a cartoon they announced the cartoon. no
2: this is gonna be like a, a real li- like uh not real life really li- li- a live action uh godzilla correct yeah how did you me is there
0: is there any Don't worry about is, there, this is there any anyone <laughs> attached to it yet or not yet
2: not not yet not yet um but it is hbo max is in development for whatever that's worth but yeah so i think the banking you know, on the success of Godzilla vs. Kong coming out in March.
0: So you think it's going to be like in continuity? Like it's going to follow King of Monsters or, or Godzilla, then Godzilla, King of Monsters, and then uh, The Kong?
1: Monsterverse, yeah.
0: Potentially, yeah. Maybe the movies gonna lead into the series
2: perhaps i'm not sure if it's an independent show uh, who knows yet but the, whatever it is it's a series godzilla in the development so i know peter you're a huge fan so i think that's gonna get you yeah, excited, yeah. i would
1: i love the movies that have come out for the reasons that the monsters look cool mm-hmm. and the first godzilla movie i thought was a better movie than it was like a godzilla movie you know what i mean like it, to be a great godzilla movie i just want lots godzilla. of stupid monster fighting yeah and then right. the second movie the acting was way better the actors were Way better. You're talking about Kong, right? No, no, no. Uh, no, no King Kong, of Monsters. Yeah, King of No, to oh, me Kong, Kong, Kong sorry. Island. Gotcha is the best of all of them so far and okay. the way they handled Kong the whole story like that was the perfect mix of pulp like fun dorky monster stuff right. and some respectable plot and like interesting characters you know what I mean but I, I I feel like if they do a show man how would they do that how would they make it like monster focused and then also serialized I got a I got a, I got a crazy pitch the way you do it
0: monster focused is if you take it from King of Monsters leading to Kong you know how they had newspaper articles where like they were basically saying the, the poop from the titans was like a fuel right. source maybe certain people are being affected by those contaminants and they're mutating so there's like a virus that's mutating humans into like monster-like beings and so they So that's
1: so weird that you're talking about that that's I don't know what I can say but there's a comic coming out pretty soon from uh, Image and Skybound that kind of has a plot line that you're describing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah here you go.
0: exclusive
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you heard it here first folks remember that yeah. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, there you go. I mean, uh, that just makes sense for you. If you're talking like production value, like, you know, how you could produce it for like a whole series and not blow your wad and like in mm-hmm. one episode, like, how do you make that stretch out? You have like mini monster practical effects kind of stuff. And then at the end of every season, it leads up to like a bigger monster that will, will just carry the mythology over to what a movie. Is. I think that would be like, you know, it's yeah, the most practical but way.
2: It is. It's being
1: how
0: tough you... if they focus on the human element of it, which we yeah. cares
2: about that, right? In Godzilla, we want to see the monster.
1: If you I, call it a man. Godzilla show, like if you okay this is how you do it you could not call it godzilla show or that you'd have to make it like monarch which is the company that's like uh tracing all the monsters and all that kind of stuff the john goodman character was leading and then you make it kind of like x files x file yeah exactly something like that where there's but then again if you're not going to show a giant monster every episode, you really got to have some cool stuff like Eric's talking about to make it monstrous and well, cool, the,
0: cool and, the, the way the way yeah. you do the way you show big monsters is just people looking at footage on a TV of the monster. This way it's, you know, you can grain it up and you can make it smaller, but you imply there's been a monster attack here. Mm-hmm. Almost like we're we were 20 minutes too late after the fight.
1: Uh, I don't know. I, look, that's, I that's probably what will happen. Yeah, right, it's, exactly. I look, spe- did you ever that's watch, expensive please, to, go, to do a show like that. I like big I feel monsters like it would be. monster did, did you ever Super expensive. did you ever watch um what was that dumb uh show on uh abc a shield yeah okay and when i first started watching shield i didn't watch the whole thing but i watched a few episodes like oh it's cool it's in the universe it's in canon and then little by little i realized that i didn't want to watch a show about the shield ages i wanted to watch a show about superheroes and of this course. didn't felt, feel like that much was going on you know I, that's
0: what this sounds like i agree with you and that is why out of all the things that the shield did i was most interested at least in just the first season because even though it was tangentially connected when it directly connected to winter soldier and hydra came yeah. out i was like oh this is cool and then it never yeah. did that ever
1: again i was like eh, okay yeah I would, uh, well look I would, I'm, exa- I'm hopeful but
0: I- I'm, exa- I'm looking
2: forward to it what I, I, I don't yeah. want to do is do godzilla like in a light of lucy kind of tv show kind of thing which leads us into our next topic which of <laughs> course we mean eric discusses in depth in our initial show and that's one division the third episode dropped on disney plus this right. past friday i know eric's gonna has Well, if you want to do that eric now a real real deep Cut okay, on Wandavision. So I mean, this, is, this is nerdy as it gets, guys. So you know, hang on to uh,
0: hang ready. on this one. So there's a, a rumor that uh, is out right now that one of the big twists from Wandavision, and mind you, this is completely- wait, you just say spoiler, spoiler, well, spoiler alert, and this kind is- of well, we're, we're not we're not spoiling yeah. episode three, but this is sort of like a, sp- a potential rumor spoiler for what the season might the end show, on, right? or one of the I twists. I think I know where you're going. Right, is that uh, if you watch episode two in the animated sequence uh, of the episode intro, you actually see a helmet of a Marvel villain called Grim Reaper. Grim Reaper is a brother to an, a Marvel Avenger called Wonder Man, who's known as Simon Williams. Simon Williams, before he became an Avenger, was a stunt actor slash actor for movies. In fact, when you watch Guardians of the Galaxy 2, in one of the un, uh, one of the edited scenes, they drive by a movie theater, and there's a movie about the the story of, of Tony Stark, like his life story as a movie, and it's played by, by Simon Williams, the actor, and the face they used was Nathan Fillion. So it was sort of implying Nathan is Simon Williams in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well the rumor is, is that the, one of the big twists from the uh, series for WandaVision is that you going to find out that that Vision isn't really Vision because Vision died. What it is is that Wanda is casting her perfect version or the most compatible version of Vision to her over the body of Simon Williams. Because and isn't there... I'm oh, sorry go ahead. Because in the comic books uh, when Vision first gets destroyed and they're trying to rebuild them they actually yeah. do rebuild Vision's mind over the brain pattern. Patterns of simon williams so yeah. there's like a there's sort of like a way to kind of be true to what happens in the comic books but make it interesting you know whether simon williams is an actor who also happens to be a shield sword agent or whatever the case right. is we don't know yet we don't know this is 100 true but it would be a really cool way of tying like some of the aspects of the comic books while introducing a new character and moving the cinematic universe forward. And so I wanted to kind of get you guys' feedback. And what do you guys think about this? You think it's too much? Because with the Grim Reaper as the first flag of like, oh, wow, this is a connective point, it kind of makes sense, but I want to get your feedback on it.
1: Well, I can tell you that, first of all, I'm so hyped on this show. I'm, the only thing that's driving me crazy is how Peace Meal is being broken up. I just want to know already. right? But that, that Simon Williams thing is super interesting because that's the kind of thing you would do in a show like this? That's like uh, kind of like making people think it's all about Wanda and Vision, and then it's like totally something else going on, and an awesome way to launch someone like a Nathan Fillion played Wonder Man. You know that'd be so rad. But then not only that, we're then we're definitely gonna have to see Grim Reaper, which is dope, it's so cool. Because you you know what I read to back up what you're saying? What the budget for this show? Have you guys seen this? I just heard it's about that. But you go ahead. It's over two hundred million, like two hundred thirty million. Two hundred fifty. Yeah, and so. So for comparison, the um, uh, Winter Soldier or Falcon Winter Soldier is like a hundred and something million. Yeah. And like if these first three episodes have been basically like sitcom sets with very little special effects, they are probably saving a hell of a lot of money for special effects actors that we're going to see in the back half of this. It's going to be mind blowing. I think you're right. Only because they already said that Scarlet Witch is going to appear
0: in the Doctor Strange movie, so you mm-hmm. gotta, you can't scrimp and save and cut corners leading up to another major Marvel tentpole movie. So you yeah. gotta give, you know, the credit where credits due. So I think you're absolutely right. I think it's going to get huge Marvel bombastic last three episodes, and you're going to be like, oh my mm-hmm. god, like I think it's going to be yeah. that thing. And I hope they do bring in more characters because, especially now that we cleaned so many people off the board, you got to repopulate, and you got to show there's other people who are being affected by Marvelness. So I, I'm hoping it's true, just because I am a partial Wonder Man. Fan, because now that Uh Marvel has the X Men and the Avengers property, I Mm -hmm. want a Beast Wonder Man TV series in the future where they
1: just
0: (laughs) hang out and like get drunk and get into do trouble. Like, I want that series so bad. So, yeah, give me Wonder Man because I know you're gonna bring give me Beast and I want those guys hanging out real fast. And I want a leisure suit jacket, I want a cool, (laughs) it's my Wonder Man. I want that. Yeah, well,
2: I know that we talked about Eric with their word was that Evan Peters was gonna come back as Quicksilver in this right in some capacity. So, that's the kind of stuff that gets me excited because right yeah. now again, I'm like just like I'm not gonna wait and see I know it's gonna be great uh, I'm not shitting on the show I'm not but it's been a little bit of a slow burn you know this first three episodes could have been one episode and, and got us to where we are now and this launches this the story forward
0: and that's what I want to see I know yeah. that we talked but, about this and, and you were very bummed out not at like the overall production value and what it is but like just on the pacing like that was your biggest problem I think
1: the problem is that we're not looking at this like in a vacuum we're like coming off a year with no Marvel and everybody's just like itching and the Mandalorian was so cool yeah. and we're like, okay, then Mar- this is going to be awesome. But this was already being created before all of that and everybody's always well, not everybody. A lot of people always criticize MCU. We're like, well, it's the same template same formula. It's this guy turns gets this power turns into this and so now it's an opportunity to do something so different and train us as the fans that the properties aren't always going to feel the same and the shows aren't going to always feel the same. Now, having said all that I think when we get to the end of this show the rewatchability ability is going to be super high to try to pick apart. What were the clues that we missed along the way? Yeah. Like, I really think that they're dropping huge Mephisto clues all the way for the first three episodes. I like think- that cabinet that they put Wanda in to make her disappear. Right. Has some weird, like, I don't know that, that little, it looks like, it looks like the infinity stone on it. And then it looks like devil horns around it. Then the <laughs> whole thing where he go, where he sees the grim Reaper helmet, where's he coming? It's like, he's coming from hell or something like that. Right. He's Beekeeper coming out of the sewer. Even though I don't think the beekeeper is Mephisto or anything, it's just like a a hell, you know, reference. And then that that stork, dude. The stork. I I kept thinking, like, how could she not get rid of the stork? Yeah. All her powers are so like, especially her own construct. You know, she can control everything. She couldn't control the butterflies, and she couldn't control the stork. I think the butterflies is Wiccan, like moving around in her, Uh and you know, and then that's like a manifestation of it. And for people. People don't know Wiccan is what who Billy turns up grows up to be is like a uh, one of her so- twin sons who has the magic powers and then he and got a, then t- Tommy yeah. becomes the speedster, right? And so I think that the whole thing here is that Mephisto wants Wiccan and that there's like some kind of weird devil's bargain in place which is like I'll bring you or I'll give you the ability to live your own fantasy life with all you want but it's a devil's bargain so it's obviously like messed up and not really vision it's not really a perfect life but I'm gonna take that kid type of thing it might be even a thing where he promised her a child but he
0: made her have twins so he can get one for himself you know something like that yeah I think it'd be a really interesting way to kind of like you know the devil's bargains you know the monkey paw kind of situation where you think you're getting one thing but you're getting another. I think that's a that's a really interesting mind you I'm a pretty uh you know uh dumb guy the the devil's in the details nobody and, argued I uh, thank you I know uh, everyone's like yeah we can see that I said, but like uh <laughs> in episode two when you when you when you hear Dottie go the devil's in the details and Agnes is like that's not yes. the only place he's at like that to me was the
1: biggest like oh. you know exactly as hey, this we this for, is uh oh, go ahead, go ahead. Say, when we the funny thing is when we were all working together at GameStop mm-hmm. one of the comics that had just come out was House of M. Yes and so this has obviously got a lot of House of M elements into it but I don't it's obviously not only that like all the stuff that you were talking about with the Wonder Man vision right. and the other comic series the visions yes you know those are, I think they're borrowing elements of all that and Mephisto being introduced now and this being part of a potential trilogy with Doctor Strange and Spider-Man right one of the uh, big characters that deals with uh resetting peter parker's life as spider-man is mephisto in that brand new day storyline oh and also dr uh, strange dr strange once oh yeah yeah,
0: yes reset peter's life too so those are both characters i thought was really interesting they're putting together more or less you know and
1: and that's what i think kevin feige is doing like he's taking he's making the mcu out of the greatest hits of marvel because if you're a comic book fan your whole life like we are You've read a lot of awesome stuff, but there's a lot of stuff that's not as good. And so if you want to create the ultimate Marvel experience, you pick and choose and sew together like the best experience of all this. I think that's what this is going to be. I
0: absolutely agree. And I think what you just said is a perfect segue to what this episode is going to be talking about, which is star wars um star wars is such a massive concept you know in terms of like fandom and everything they've put out there and there's so much like you, you said we've we read marvel comics for years and now they're condensing like the best of into the cinematic universe as opposed to star wars they just generate 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 and then either dump m- there's just whole catalogs of stuff yeah or, or you know things are reinterpreted or things are done on like a tv thing to justify what happened in a movie there's so much stuff and there's So For people who are trying to get into it, or even people who used to be into it and got out, it just became overwhelming. So I kind of wanted to have today's episode, and I know because you're also a massive Star Wars fan, kind of talk about what is Star Wars, what appealed to us, what didn't, where is it going to go from here, and also as a saving grace, how would you recommend people who stopped being in star wars getting back in like your your personal machete cut of everything so jose uh why don't you take a lead on this and tell us what is star wars uh for you how did you get into it star wars is the best no uh star wars is (laughs) (laughs) and star wars i mean it's been around about 40
2: years maybe more than that and it's like i told you before it's the gateway drug into the geekdom world right Mm -hmm. this is the one that's permeated into pop culture more than anything else this side of marvel recently for me, I, I, being the elder statesman, I was probably actually alive when the original was released. <laughs> <laughs> I think Eric may be closed Peter, no, I uh, wasn't. no you, I think I was a Jedi Baby. Okay, oh, that's what I thought. Uh, he he was Ewok. That's so. Funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's the same size, folks. Uh, for, for everybody <laughs> listening,
1: for everybody listening, I'm five five. I believe Eric is also five five, but he somehow fubbed fl- his uh, license his, to say something else. Physical Eric, I'm I'm five yeah, exactly. I'm
0: five eight and Peter may be five five, but he looks four one. It is a weird it's like watching no, it's those big, people who paint a hole true. in the, on their floor. It looks like it could like fall down, but it's just it's just the floor. That's what it's a weird visual trick. You know what i don't understand. It's,
2: like, it's like describing the weather where it's like it's eighty degrees, but it feels like night, you know, the same thing appears <laughs> in reverse. You know? It's sixty-five, a wind chill is forty degrees. Same difference. He's 5'5", but uh, it's three two okay.
1: but,
2: <laughs> (laughs) But but we digress. So Uh. (laughs) Star Wars, uh, (laughs) for me itself, I mean, like I said, I the first movie I actually saw for Star Wars was Jedi. I was too young to, you know, see Star Wars in the theater. That was and, that was my first uh, Star Wars yeah. movie in the theater was Jedi, too. Exactly. But, I mean, before then, my sister was into it. She was obviously, like, 10 years older. so She was a big Leia fan, of course. So, I, but I, was, I was getting all the toys. But for me, basically, listen, and I'll keep it as simple as possible. It's, when you're five, six years old, eight years old, whatever, it's laser guns, laser swords, spaceships. I mean, what, what's not to like? Right? right. Let's let's be honest. That That's the hook, right? Particularly when you're young. When you get older, you kind of get into the mythology of it. Incredible world that Luke has created, right? It's rich, in the, the mythology is all there with the force etc etc and the jedi and the sith and for me that's the appeal right it's this not only it gives us cool shit to see but there's so much there to explore right which i wish they would get more into which we'll talk about later but that's the big for me that's the i think most fans i mean let's face it is anything more iconic than star wars probably not I mean one of the most iconic characters are, you know, Han Solo, Skywalker, Darth Vader of course, the music, the score, right? John Williams. If no one's seen Star Wars, they know these things. They know what a stone trooper is, right? They seen Darth Vader. Oh, that's Darth Vader. I never seen the movie you know who he is. That's why it makes that so accessible to the non-geeks
0: out there, right? Before um, my kids saw star Wars, they already knew the, I am your father reference from cartoons. Like they're like, Oh, mm-hmm. that's where that's from. The reveal wasn't that big of a surprise because they finally got the reference, you know? So you're, you're right. It's been, it's been around, it's permeated every form of like, of course, yeah, yeah, of it's culture, it's, right? it's a culture. Uh,
2: now whether it's, when Taines and I will talk about it in a minute, but Eric, what about you? What's, what's your biggest draw? Oh
0: uh, man. Um, to, to me, star Wars, connect. first of all, you know, you know high adventure, uh, uh, you know space D is what star wars was to me space wizards they had a dude in a black armor they had swords they had spaceships droids once again the mythology of like why are they doing this was Amazing and overwhelming and intriguing, and I wanted to know more. Star Wars fans are so obsessive on the mythology of their world. They made Bubba Fett a main character, and that dude had maybe 18 minutes of screen time, at <laughs> like one best. line, lines. and he had four lines. And people were like, he looks so cool, and they had to make him cool. Like, like that's how obsessively insane Star Wars fans are. Just on the look, that like, oh, that guy looks cool. Give us more of that guy, and they had to create a whole lore for that. That's what basically the Mandalorian is at this point. Well, I loved about Star wars you know growing up with just the original trilogy was that i felt like star wars mirrored my maturity like when i first got star wars it was like a fairy tale and i was like that's cool and then you when you get to empire it's sort of like becoming a teenager where you start questioning your parents you realize they're valuable <laughs> because nothing more nothing more like screw you dad it didn't find out your dad is darth vader like holy crap like this is horrible and then becoming like a, an adult you kind of realize hey daddy you made mistakes but you were human but i also think you're not that bad make up for them you can become a better version of yourself and that's kind of what adulthood is and i feel like to me that's what the original trilogy was was like it matured with me. It showed me kind of like what people can do in those analogs. And I mean, the kissing your sister thing took a while to kind of like process out like, Oh, this is all this is wrong. to say that. That's weird that. maturity. Uh, yeah. You gotta, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a strict, there's a strict line where I'm like, Nope, that's it's uh, that's gross. Um, you know, that maybe sometimes it's, it's important to pay attention to your outline. <laughs> you know, let other people in so you can go, by the way, don't have them kiss here. Cause it's going to get weird. So, uh there's all that there but Jose you talked about mythology you know everyone cared about the Jedis and the Sith but now everyone is on the mythology of what the Mandalorian culture is and it's uh, that's how great Star Wars is in terms of like a world it's, it's so much built into it and it's so many different groups of people that are just as interesting as the other group of people that you can just completely become immersed and just deal with that aspect alone because of that is what made me a Star Wars fan uh, you know because it was good in the movies and it became good in comic books it became Good and it was There was good novels. I mean, there was a lot of garbage in there too, but when it hit, it
1: hit really hard. Christmas Star Wars, and now half of that is decanonized. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> well, but so, what fair. I was gonna well, say is, you yo know, Pete, why about you? Conch- about, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say the, the funny thing is, what I liked about it is something that you guys had mentioned was all the creatures. That right. was like the creature design, the alien design, the cantina scene is if I only got the cantina scene, I would have been a Star Wars fan. <laughs> and And that's, for me, is like what got me hooked. So I always remembered the movies by the monsters in it. So the cantina scene was part of episode um, four. Then, uh, you know, Hoth, you got the Wampa. And then the rancor monster Raycorn. in Jedi, oh, so and, and, and Java in, in Jedi, and that's right, how that, I would let, think let's of it.
0: Forget system. Eric's favorite, Salacious Crumb.
1: Oh, I love Salacious oh, Crumb. Salacious.
0: Are you kidding me? I would love a Salacious Crumb. Everything I say is just yeah. hysterical. Yeah,
1: it's great. Modeled his whole life after. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> but uh, I mean, so, but oh, the, go the point is that, like, those things made me. Like the same thing when I would watch Godzilla movies or watch the Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters. I wanted to draw monsters. I wanted to make, you know, artwork and creatures and stuff like that. And then the fact, like you were saying, Eric, that it's such an open universe and world to explore. It always felt like there was more out there than we were seeing. Right. And that's why I think it's lasted because there's a lot of room to fill. Absolutely. And they and that's why I think now it's has like a, a renaissance because for the first time they're opening up again versus right. like focusing inward on one, you know, bloodline. Right? And and it, what was
2: your um I'm sorry, just Peter besides the Cantina scene, I mean. Yeah. And maybe that's it. But what was of yeah. all the movies material out there for Star Wars, what would be your favorite scene,
1: favorite moment? Well, if I'm if I if I have to keep it to original trilogy, it would probably be well i would say originally it would be all the java stuff you know the java stuff was the peak for me because it's like first of all the palace looked badass the way they approached it you know was so cool and like ominous java it's like and then when you see that scene if you had never seen the movie you could imagine who the king would be in there and you'd probably be disappointed and it would probably have ended up like the original Java, like just some fat guy sitting there. And when you see that it's actually this big slug worm and like gross and like with the like, cool slaves and people like around him, that's like such a payoff. So to me, that would have been my number one scene.
0: Uh, first of all, I just want to point out that uh, Pete says uh, slaves are cool. So. <laughs> uh, the woke mafia. Welcome. <laughs> all comments are welcome. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, no I'm kidding I'm kidding but you're right the java sequence to java sequence to me was always cool because it got to show your first glimpse of like badass jedi luke yeah like all oh black. yeah exactly like choke he, he, cho- he choked the gomoran guards and he's like you're gonna regret this like he was he was like the cockiest like for the past two movies, he was like whiny and insecure, and this is like super confident, almost to the point of Dicky Luke Skywalker coming
1: in. I got such I, a payoff. It's such a payoff, like for the first two movies, mm-hmm. and it's almost like what I want to see next. And we'll get into it, I guess. But like badass Luke and the underbelly of Star Wars. Yes. Yes, I like that a lot too, and especially because we heard Jabba
0: referenced, but we never got to see him originally in the mm-hmm. original trilogy. So, with seeing Jabba for the first time, it, it was almost like an overwhelming because he was so big. Like, and, and he, yeah. as as a creature effects guy, you understand like the amount of work that had to go into making mm-hmm. Jabba work. They find out like the eight dudes under there all moving a piece. Yeah. To make, that is an amazing effort to pull off to to really kind of pay off what Jabba is. You know, so those I, are the great that, days yeah. of practical effects.
2: Yeah. You know, when exactly. it
0: was, and now it's going to get CGI I know Peter you love
2: practical effects particularly with. well
1: that's why I love Mando so much because I know there's CG in there but there is a ton of practical stuff in fact I don't know if we're going to get into that or not but to me like we will, if well. I only got the original trilogy and nothing else I would just want Mando after that. Like you could I love Rogue One. I would keep the original trilogy, Rogue One and Mando. I could be done with everything else.
0: If you had to think of everything, like the all nine movies, all the T V shows,
1: um would it would would the Jabba scene from Jedi still be your favorite? Or can you I don't know there's a lot of Mando stuff that's high up there now and it's just it's so new that I don't want to get knee jerky because it has to stand the test of time. But there's even stuff in movies that I don't love as much. Like I'm not as big of a hater on the new trilogy as a lot of people are. Mm -hmm. And there's even episode eight where which I feel like was such a troublesome film, you know, it's not a bad movie on its own. It just ruined the plot line in my mind. Yeah. There's like, The whole thing with Luke didn't bother me because I like this idea of old shitty Luke, like giving up on everything. That what bothered me is it felt at the time that that was it. We were never going to get the story of Luke leading up to that, and I just it felt like a race to the finish. I'm like, no, but you skipped all the stuff that we wanted to see. So like to me, that whole thing with Luke being having to like rebuild himself internally, I love that. I love that Luke. I love that bummed out guy, like saying, "Screw this, I had enough," because in a movie that has a lot of problems but it's still one of my favorite scenes and it's uh, something i don't hear people talk about too much so well let
2: no, me let me ask you this because I, I, you know you bring up a good point the star wars yeah. fandom is it's it's out there right there it's a nightmare it's been more negative than positive <laughs> right for, for a good yeah. reason i would say
1: well i think mando's bringing people back
2: it's bringing people back but there was a stink on it for a while i mean as yeah. if you look at it completely if you're not a star wars fan right if I'd be completely objective about it is Star Wars, the franchise itself, completely overrated. Meaning that, let's, so, let's so, be real, we've so. gotten three good, great movies. And t- let's take away Mandalorian for a second, right? That that's just came out for the most part. Every other movie, has, the prequels were a mess, right? And I know, Eric, you
0: like them. Shame on you. Uh, first of all, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'll, 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 defend I'll defend them. I'll defend them. I liked, as a 7.9, I liked Revenge of the Sith. I mean, you know, me and my daughter literally just watched it last night again. Uh, uh, I liked Revenge it. of the Sith. That's. that's still that's kind of I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I liked your no, benches. There's and there's problems with it. It's not like I said, it's like seven point nine at best. I'm being generous here. And that is them trying to to wow everybody and they pull the seven point nine. And my daughter liked it, and I kind of told her, like, I'm glad that you like it. I see some problems with it. And maybe when you're older we can talk about what you see. But you know, we're, we're I'm <laughs> glad honest. you like it. And I and I I think there's there's moments that work on it, and there's moments that you're just like, What are you doing? You know how this is gonna end. Like, why would you do this? <laughs> but, so, but, yeah, but it's but, funny
1: but, oh, the generation. I mean, but
2: Peter, would you say would you say this? I mean, because even the last trilogy, it was a mess, right? As a trilogy, and people had a
1: lot of problems with it. Yeah, but the it. thing is, I the way I watch these movies, I think is different from the way a lot of people watch these movies. Like, I watch all of the Star Wars stuff as a window into a world that I really like, and sometimes I'm like way more hyped on what I saw than others. But I never hate anything. Like, the problem to me with the prequels is I don't like the acting in a lot of the movies. That that's pretty much <laughs> right. it, you know. And I also just aesthetically don't. Prefer the look of the that the prequel area era because it's a little too polished, a little too clean. I like you know where Mando is, you know. But right. having said that, like with the the sequel trilogy, my problem is that I just wanted a story that kind of felt worthy of all the time we waited. Right for them, it's not that on their own would they have been bad. And I like Ray. I like uh, Finn, although I feel like Finn got shortchanged. Sure, I liked Kylo Ren. I, I, people don't like Kylo i like i just feel like it got it, it was obviously mishandled you know but I, having said all that i can still watch them and have fun watching them for what i was saying it's like a peek into a world that i like so you like jar jar <laughs> jar no i don't like jar jar that much oh because oh, you, like, you I, didn't I, mention I like it that's so fine yeah. i was concerned I like the, for a second i like the design of jar jar when if when they first announced jar jar when i was a kid i well i, I must have been like in high school already but i remember or, or college but i remember seeing the design like oh it's a cool design but when i heard him talking like this is atrocious It was awful. but the, <laughs> the point oh, what to kidding. defend what eric was saying what's funny now a lot of people are defending the prequels and i think it's because what we're like in our late 30s early 40s and jose who knows how old you are but the point is the <laughs> people don't, go- well, don't kick me out the door uh, Eric. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got some years but ahead the people of who are defending it are like in their mid-20s and they were like really young when they came out and so they can uh appreciate them to a different lens than we're ever going to appreciate i, I think it's the Which same reason why we
0: give jedi such slack they're like oh well you know we got to understand because we grew up part of our childhood so we give jedi a lot of like no i don't think so you don't think i so? think jedi holds up dude
1: like i, was, I, I watched jedi. them all recently yeah i think i think if you want to knock the song in Jabba's palace that's fair that whole music scene But I think that
0: was added after the fact. I like. I actually like the original song they were playing. I thought it was a better song altogether than that
1: big musical number. But even there is an original scene, Jose. There is an original one. There's like the without the CG. Yeah, and it's still just as bad. But the the point is, it still holds up to me. But then, having said that, for example, my brother, who you guys know, is like a big fan of all kinds of geeky shit. He doesn't really care about any Star Wars movies. Really, any. Yeah, none. He, he he likes Mando. That's it. That's that's really interesting. I I, I never yeah. knew
0: I never knew that your brother did not like Star Wars. I thought he was nah. equally into it.
2: Nah. I mean, no, I, Star he's a little Wars bit of a contrarian, there, <laughs> but yeah, I don't think he likes it,
0: frankly. Uh, how about you, Jose? What, what was your favorite scene? What was it like out of everything you got that you're like this is still oh, my man. tried and true? I was like this is a scene I can rewatch. If it's on TV and it scenes
2: on. I'm always watching it, mm-hmm. and that's in Jedi. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. and the confrontation between Luke and Vader. With the emperor egging Luke on, that's great, mm-hmm. yeah. And the, a fight at the end, we finally get to see him go at it. And then obviously, the, the redemption of Vader, you know, which is cool because obviously, I mean, your father uh, again, no father could really turn on his kid at the end of the day, right? No, Ultimately. I mean, listen,
0: after I cut my son's hand off, it's <laughs> done. You're <I'm- laughs> <All> right? That's
2: <laughs> listen, that's as far as you go. But I love that scene. I just think that the drama built up, and it's such a great payoff. I mean, I love that scene. I can watch that, you know
0: thousand times if it's on. Oh you watch this scene real quick. The whole Luke arc is fantastic. Like you have the, the Jabba scene sequence is great. Luke revisiting Yoda fantastic. Even a little bit of like when Luke helps land on Endor and they get the speeder bike chase. But as soon as Luke leaves Endor and goes to see Vader, the Endor part of the story kind of feels like lazy or they didn't know how to do it right. They're like ah we'll just get this over here. Like and that's I felt like the ewoks were kind of like a little overpowered. Compared to what their obstacles were, I feel like a lot more Ewok should have died. It should have been a bigger struggle <laughs> of things. So, I, like that's why to me, I feel like we cut a uh, Jedi a lot of slack because the Luke stuff is so good. That really, we, that's what I'm saying exactly. You know, but, but Endor
1: I, was awesome, dude. I, I get the Ewok slap. I think
0: Endor was awesome until Luke leaves. When Luke leaves, Endor sort of loses its 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 luster. It kind of becomes sort <laughs> of like, a, well, let's just do something, guys. I mean, oh yeah, we have a shield generator. Let's go do that now. Like it, it didn't feel like yeah. urgent. Like they were like they were they were braiding Leia's hair until
1: it was, it was a B story. It was a B I, it, story,
0: but it it was a B story <laughs> that 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 got an, a D minus. It like, it was not no. Like, I, <laughs> it was was not yeah. compelling enough to to go oh my god like uh, you know say what you will about the sequel trilogy but but force awakens their a story and their b story solid and and it felt compelling and interesting even though it, it felt like a love letter to the Previous six movies prior to it, or uh, yeah, um, it still worked. Like, and and part of the reason why I think the, the sequel trilogy gets a lot of crap is because the promise of what the sequel trilogy exactly. was on Force Awakens was very much not what we got with the Last
1: Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. So, dude, um, the whole idea that we did not get the payoffs that we expected from that first movie drives me insane. And then ha- having said <laughs> that, though, I'm starting. I told Jose this the other day. I'm like, I now have hope. That just like, and this is an exact comparison, but it's close. Just like Rogue One, which to me is one of the most underrated Star Wars movies because it's a perfect 10 in my opinion. Just like that made New Hope better, Mm -hmm. which it didn't need to be made better, but it does just because it shows you that extra bit of story that went into getting the plans. I think there's a chance for the Favreau and Filoni universe to make the sequels better by filling in gaps that are clearly missing. Which goes to show just how important
0: Filoni has been to the Star Wars universe because he's, he's done that for uh, Favreau as well, but Filoni's been doing that prior to Favreau, just to the animated series. Like he's, That's true. He's, Making he's, the prequels better. Making all the prequels better. And they're sort of like going, oh, yeah, it explains why he would be like that. And so, like, it, so Filoni's been doing a lot of the heavy lifting. Favreau came in and goes, oh, let me help you with that wagon, because they've been pushing this yeah. thing up for <laughs> such a long time. I, I, yeah. and I'll tell you my favorite Star Wars scene, and it's always been my favorite Star Wars scene, only recently after going through Star Wars again, with my kids uh, during the pandemic that I find a new level of appreciation for this. It's in a new hope and it's the fight between Vader and Obi-Wan, and mm-hmm. leading to Obi-Wan dying. That sequence is my favorite, because in that moment, just the idea of everything that must have happened between these two guys leading it to this, where that line is like, you know, the last time you met, I was merely a student, and now I'm a master. And he's only a master mm-hmm. of evil. And you know that, from what you know from the movie so far, he, quote-unquote, blames Vader for killing his best friend. So this all this undercurrent of why they're fighting and then is that part where Han is leading everyone back into the Millennium Falcon and Obi-Wan stops and he sees Han and Chewie and R2-D2 and C-3PO but he sees Luke and Leia and he smiles and when Obi-Wan looks and sees Luke and Leia that's the second time he's ever seen the Skywalker twins together. Oh. and when he yeah, sees cool. that he thinks oh man i did it i kept yeah, them both alive cool. and now there's a chance and so that smile needs so much more now and then when he t- looks at vader and goes you could kill me now man i'm good
1: because i'm gonna i, I-, I got this yeah. like you don't even know what you're about to get into and by now, and i think yeah and to speak to what you're saying there i think that's another thing that the shows are going to help because uh, an Obi-Wan show, I think, will not only help the prequels, but even make the original trilogy even better because of what you're saying. Like, yeah. you're going to get more of that uh, story that fills in that timeline. I can't wait, I'll man. I, I just is think it. the I shows don't... are going to make everything better.
2: I hope so. We'll get to that in a real quick second. But I just want to say that I know you have examples of where, you know, like Mandalorian will make could potentially make the last set of sequels better. Whatever yeah. the case is, Rogue One made fourth, uh, Episode 4 better. This is what I push back a little, Eric, on that scene because mm-hmm. I think this is what the prequels made that worse. Really? Because when you watch the, when you watch it originally, it was awesome, right? Oh, well, the laser fight—the first time we see that, you know, right. lightsaber like again lightsaber. But watching the prequels, one of the actually good parts about the prequels is. The lightsaber fighting.
0: Right. It's That's it's true. so bananas and well carved right. yeah
2: And then we now yeah, you three that has scene now. Bad. The best one. And then we see episode four, you're like, what is this garbage? It's
0: not. It's so tame Listen, listen like, uh, it's, an, it's an old man fight. <laughs> like, know, you but, want? Uh, it's an old man uh, fight. <laughs> I, know, I can't saw, believe, we, though. That,
1: we saw Vader kick ass in Rogue One. So, eh, you know, I'm just joking. To that, you have to just chalk up the fact of actual know time. real time. But I would also say that we would be remiss if we didn't men- mention, for like best scenes ever, the ending of Mandalorian season two. Oh, you my know? God. Well, uh, yes, of course. That is, to me, going to go. Like, now that some time will pass and the knee jerking can be set aside, I think <laughs> if you don't throw that, like, the Vader hallway scene in Rogue One. That scene in Mandalorian uh, season two, and that has to be up there with the best all-time. Scenes I will. Well. If, you, if
2: you do will, top ten scenes, those two are. Clearly in it, top oh, five. Okay. I will yeah. double Maybe down. Well, you're right.
0: I will double down on that Mandalorian scene only because it is a complete. Not only is it a great homage to like the yeah. father son from Rogue One, but it's True. a complete fuck you to the, to the Last Jedi. Where I don't think so. It is because remember he goes, "What do you expect me to do? Just show up with a laser sword and fight the Empire?" And uh, he literally does that. Yeah, I, I, well, I know, but yeah, I, yeah think yeah, about I'm this. Peter, if you really, yeah,
1: if you really, I, I mean, it's funny what you're saying, but if you really think about it, this is what they have to do. So that when in the future like when your kids are older or next generation's watching all the Star Wars stuff and they get to episode 8 in chronologically, they're going to be like, oh yeah man, look dude, he really built everything up, because that's what I hope we get by the way the rest of the Luke story right? We he builds everything up and he feels like he fucked up and let everybody down and he's like, you can't do this, no matter how hard you try, the Empire always wins, Emperor wins, the Dark Side of the Force always wins, something always pops up there's no point, in fact, that's why there can't be any more extremes can't be any more light and dark there can't be any more jedi you know all that kind of stuff and it just fills that and colors out those lines a little bit more. And then not only that, the payoff of the badass Luke we always wanted to see, so.
0: I'll I'll tell you what, did you ever read the comic book version of Dark Empire then became Dark Empire 2? No. Okay, so in Dark Empire, uh, now now, that this is officially considered Star Wars Legends, it's no longer canon, but in in the beginning of it, when you first see Luke there, there's a civil war between the remnants of the Empire. They're fighting over like the control of this one planet and Luke shows up and it's just Luke looking like Luke from Jedi. And he throws his lightsaber, and it, like it, there's like AT-ATs everywhere. Yeah. And he throws his lightsaber, and he mows down the legs of like four AT-ATs, and that's how he gets the Empire's attention. And yeah. it was like, holy crap, it's Skywalker! Go, 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 and go! He go and he with scrambling. The force, if I remember, I remember like, that, yeah. it was amazing. So I always thought I was talking to Jose one time. To me, the way you could have kept everything in Last Jedi, but made every Star Wars fan feel like yes, is you would have not had a force projection, Luke. It would have been Luke actually there. And when the at show up, he would have just mowed down their legs. So everyone inside is still alive, but the, they're, they're completely immobilized. And then when Kylo Ren comes in, you have the big fight. And just like Lucas always talked about, like, it's got a rhyme. It's got a poem. It's got a fight, you know, similarities. He should have had the moment where he sacrificed himself because he realized that Ray had gotten away. And I think that would have been, like, give us a little bit. Just like you gave us a little bit in Mandalorian, if they would have just given us a little bit of, like, how badass Luke is, after all that, it didn't matter because... He, he, he was just a distraction anyway. That would have been like I don't think I think this movie would have been way. I agree more, with you. They it, it, it just need a little bit of badass loop. just a smidge. I
1: I agree with you, and I I fe- I felt that way like staunchly until that episode in mandalorian because before i thought well that's it like they're probably going to retire the Luke character right. you know and now i feel like oh dude by the time we're like all said and done with star wars whenever that is the idea of the movie trilogies i think is going to be less significant and everything is just going to be episodic content i think you're I think like, you're right And then the whole thing with Luke in the sequel trilogy will just feel like that's this moment of the timeline of the story. At the end, we'll have so much badass Luke kicking ass, and it's just going to be like an earned character arc. Like in that fact that he rode so high, became the ultimate guy, and now like something changed that, and that's what's interesting. And then can he salvage himself and his like feelings and, and be that triumphant guy one last time? and go out sacrificing himself for the cause which is going to make all of that great again but it's, it's going to take some time to fill it in well let's look forward because we
0: want to obviously yeah. end off with what, well, I, wanna, what I, wanna, I i do what? have this question though talking about that, was there ever a moment that you felt like okay i'm done with star wars like i liked it but now this yeah. like I, i'm not i'm not completely
1: walking away saying it sucks but
0: i'm just not going to be as big a fan
1: the prequels were that for me but even then i loved the art of the movie books so i have those books and i would just look at those and try to enjoy star wars from that aspect but i did not connect to the characters at all even rewatching them like i don't really care about many of those characters i don't like the acting of uh anakin i like the character of anakin and i sort of can get into it episode three but man it just bums me out to see the acting sometimes hopefully now we'll redeem it how about you jose I, I,
2: this last trilogy kind of brought me down no well this trilogy and just kind of the whole kathleen kennedy era of star wars for the most part taking mandalorian aside right because i think she's, she's given us more crap <laughs> and than rogue ben, one as pete said that was good but i'm mean, adding I, I don't think um but i think but, but most of the movies most of her reign over star wars has been mm, mediocre at best and probably more towards the bad side than the good side but i'm still hopeful you know, don't be wrong. I love Star Wars. And, and MEP. we talked about this. And, and yeah. as far as the future of Star Wars, which we're leading to now, I'll give you a Sophie's Choice, Peter. And mm-hmm. Eric, I know you answered before between us, but you can answer afterwards. All right. Because all of us like Marvel. We all love Star Wars. Yeah. Right? both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we heard Disney, their presentation with the stockholders, and they released a slate for what's coming out for Marvel, what's coming out for Star Wars in the next few years. Knowing all that, Peter asks you, you can only choose one to watch one of them one gets erased and gets stano snaps (laughs) the other one stays with us (laughs) sophie's choice based on what you know coming out would it be star wars or marvel
1: well here's the thing with me like i think on average obviously this is not controversial that the marvel films have been leaps and bounds better than anything we've gotten from star wars consistently for a long time agreed but when like star wars is at its best like mando had me so hyped dude every episode because it's like with marvel it's all awesome but like we were talking about earlier eric and i about the comics we kind of have an idea where things are going because of our backgrounds and we're just kind of like man i can't wait to see how they do this right you know and but i but i feel like it's i've been there before and i'm just enjoying it in a better way but with star wars when it's good and going forward which is what i always wanted to like go out go into the galaxy find new stuff that's what i want more than anything so like this idea of whatever taika Watiti's film is going to be whatever um i can't remember her name now patty it was i do Rogue. patty jenkins and then whatever these that the Acolyte, all that all that stuff is so like open we don't know what it could be that gets me more hype. so i would probably pick that
2: Wow! Wow! That's, that's I, a, that's a I, cool I agree with you. I, I'm I'm on the same page. Although I'm I'm a little bit down on Star Wars.
1: Yeah,
2: I, I love it so much. I I think it's kind of risk. It's the versus potential, reward. dude. This has a, the potential to be fantastic. Marvel, we know when I get it's gonna be great. Of course, it is.
1: Right? It's gonna Marvel's gonna be great, dude. I have it's no doubt. And I'm right. even like down on the characters that they're gonna get into. Like I don't care about Wicked and Speed, really. But or I don't care about the New Avengers. So I love X Men and Fantastic Four. But I bet you by the time it's all said and done, I'll love Wicked <laughs> <laughs>
2: Absolutely correct. Because, you know, yeah. even they, they take those big characters and make them great, which is what yeah. they do. See, I got- Star Wars, I'm i just looking forward to see what they can give as a Star Wars. Because I, I just think there's more there that we haven't seen.
0: Yes. You know, I got to go against you guys. I would pick Marvel. And the reason why is because... Star Wars has a lot of stuff because they're sort of like figuring out and in real time, there's a lot of swings and misses. And I kind of like, if I'm going to spend money on a movie ticket, if I'm going to spend money on a streaming service, uh, I want you to know what the hell you're doing. And if you could, if you could choose from a catalog of stuff that let's face it, that's 60 to 70% of what superheroes do. And the way they tell stories is based on what star wars did anyway you know the the Mm -hmm. i'm your dad you're part of a secret bloodline you have a superpower and you didn't want the responsibility but it's thrust upon like all that stuff is comic book tropes that comic books embrace from star wars in the first place i'd rather get the best version of that consistently than go well this wasn't good but i hope the next one is better and so because of that i go for the marvel just because of like the amount of financial investment I'm going to put into it and the time I'm going to put into it at least for the cinematic universe I'd I rather go for Marvel just because I know it's going to be consistently on point more than Star Wars has been this might change later but as of right now I'm going to stick with Marvel I in this get it and,
2: and it makes sense but I'll tell you
0: what though when me and
2: Peter are gushing about Mandalorian season three you're going to cry yourself to sleep dude. Uh maybe, so, know, maybe but I, and don't, don't jump on the wagon cool. again to, and, you're off dude you're
0: and that's fine because I'll, I'll be there watching Solo going yeah, these guys yeah. don't know what the hell they're talking about <laughs> I like Solo. I like Solo. Oh, Peter, you're killing me. Um, really i really killing me.
1: Here's I thing. don't think it's the greatest movie, but I do like it. No, Sol- I, look, Solo. Solo to can't me, tell me that you enjoy the prequels and then shit on the on Solo. No, no, Solo Sol- just felt like an episode of a show that should have existed instead of putting all the attention to one I, big. I'll say film.
0: Solo to me is like the Ant Man of the of the of the Star Wars franchise. Like it's fun. It's Ant-Man. fun. I know it's fun, oh, but it's not like you're not like oh man, thank God it's Ant Man. Like it's just like oh this is fun. It's just a fun. Oh, oh, that's uh, exactly I, how I feel. That's exactly. I, I just it. jumped
2: yeah. off Solo and. Uh, took me out of it the minute they had the reveal of his name. That was the worst scene in Star Wars history. Yeah, I don't care about that. It's it's so it's bad. It's it just—it was, just, it was Listen, just so bad. It, it was, is. Uh, that
0: was the Star Wars. Man. That was the Star Wars version of a newspaper giving the superhero's name. That's exactly what it was. It was like, <laughs> oh, you're by himself, Solo.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey. yeah.
0: Oh my yeah. god, they should just had Jar Jar introduce
2: that name. It <laughs> would have been perfect. used to think you, I Solo.
1: Don't, <laughs> yeah. You know, what, you know what? Solo doesn't get credit for is like it introduced a bunch of really awesome scenes like caught like it like all what's her name that weird but worm queen awesome in the scene, beginning okay oh the worm that, queen. Yeah. was that, that whole underbelly oh. that was like a new java thing yeah the the the, ch- the chase scenes in the beginning with those uh cars and all that was so rad uh um, yeah i love the fact that he miscalculated
0: the, the alleyway and the car got stuck and they had to run for that like all that stuff I like, was fun i'll give you this i love yeah. the train scene i, I love woody harrelson the
1: train scene was so good yeah and the emphasis yeah. nest all that dude that shit was rad i liked uh what's it? paul bettany's character was such an unusual like uh, minion level villain and I, I then the reveal and the reveal of Darth Maul. That was dude, good. I, was, I did uh, like dude. the
0: reveal of Darth Maul but as a as a as a Clone Wars fan I already knew that was kind of like in the ether like it was not that big of a shock for regular oh, people yeah, could have been like right. oh my God it's Darth Maul but like if you were watching the Clone Wars they already brought him back like season three yeah. and, it, and it, was, it had been out yeah. for a while so it wasn't that big of a shocker but it was it was, good. It was, just it was so cool
1: good. to see that they were willing to go there in the movie. True. 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 And again Look, it was a movie that if they continued the uh, like a trilogy or whatever. It would have been po- probably the weakest one of a great trilogy of films. I thought. Could have been. Potentially. Potentially. So I'll
0: ask you this. Because of what we're talking about, Star Wars having good movies and problematic movies, and, you know, issues of fandom being on board or just being completely disassociative. Everyone talks about, like, the machete cut of, like, how to watch the Star Wars movies. Do you have a personal machete cut of what lapsed fans or people who have never seen Star Wars should watch in a certain sequence to get them on board? And you can take anything, like, any animated series, any movie, any TV series. What would be your machete cut? of, like, this is what Star Wars is, guys. Get them back on board. Like, what would that be for you? Uh, if you want, I can, st- I can go first. Yeah, cool. go ahead. Okay, cool. Uh, so, for me, my machete cut to get fans back on board, I would show them uh, like Re- Revenge of the Sith.
1: <laughs> oh, you-, you lost them.
0: Oh, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. All right, my apologies. I'm uh, pretty big jerk. Uh, I would be, I I would show them uh Revenge of the Sith. I would show Twice? them. Yeah, the first movie they would see is Revenge yeah. of Sith. the Sith. First one. The okay, first so. Wait for it, Jesus Christ! You, I don't want to wait anymore. You just, you just. The name sold on me right here. Okay, so you do Revenge of the Sith. You do the last episode of clone wars then you do return of the jedi and then you do the last episode of season two of the mandalorian and then you do force awakens and that's like the machete cut of like if you dug this there's so much more but this is the sequence you'd watch and that's 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 that i'll put out there how about you jose what'd you do
2: i I was i keep it simple like you know for anyone who's never seen star wars right and it's more tailored to that i would say rogue one not even i take it back the original (laughs) trilogy and mandalorian that's it okay Because I think Mandalorian Uh, almost serves as a sequel to yeah. Star Wars, right? It kind of does. kinda
1: I would I would just not even go there. I would just say, just watch Mandalorian. And if you like that, watch the original trilogy. Ah, all right. That's fair. That's it. Because I think, even though we love the original trilogy, it is dated in a lot of ways, sure. visually. Sure. And there's a lot of 70s era stuff that kids wouldn't give a shit about. But if you, like, like I always think about my brother, again, like my brother loves Mandalorian, doesn't care about the original trilogy. Most people, if they watch Mandalorian, if you're hyped on that, go watch the original trilogy. If you're hyped on that, you know, go wherever you want from there.
0: Hmm. That's fair. Okay, That's not, I can see that. So I, now, to, because of where we are in terms of like that, what do you feel the future of Star Wars is going to be? like? What do you think they should remember to keep this successful? Because to me, the success of Star Wars has always been not just the mythology, but the genre homages that they choose to funnel the story through. Like, the reason why mm-hmm. a New Hope works so well is because it's essentially a fairy tale. It's a pickup of, like, Curse House, Hidden Fortress. The reason why The Mandalorian is so good is because it feels like an Old West kind of series. I feel like Star Wars always works best when it knows what uh, what genre homages they're going to push their new movie series through. And I think that's part of the reason why the sequel trilogy didn't work so well. With the love letter aspect they created with Episode 7 of Force Awakens, they never had anything else to kind of compare that to. And so if, if you always think, okay, this story is going to be told through the lens of this genre via Star Wars, you never really lose track of what is great about your story. And I feel like that's a part of the reason why the prequel trilogy didn't work as consistently to everyone is because there was no uh, genre lens we were pushing through. It almost felt like this is a play about history that you need to watch and then write a report about afterwards. Like it was never, mm-hmm. like, there was no connection point. But you felt connected with the fo- with the original trilogy because it was very fairy tale uh, aspects of it. You know, a little bit of war here and there, but it was felt very fairy tale. Uh, and uh, if you look at season one and season two of the Mandalorian, there are a crap ton. of... Of of like old west kind of feel and vibes to everything he's doing, and there's other stuff like I felt like a little bit of like aliens and the, and the thing with the snow planet spider stuff that was a lot of fun. But whenever they keep it within channeling Star Wars through a genre lens, I always feel Star Wars works better. So there's and there's so many stories you can tell like that, like you know Rogue One felt like a World War II movie where they're going behind enemy lines to get that one secret that they, the the rebellion needed to win. It, I think that's why Rogue One works so well. I mean, you could literally do anything. You could do Star Wars. Uh, uh, Hobbs and Shaw where you have two rebel agents that are kind of like in the gray area of things and it turns out that there's a dude who's now like the new cyborg droid he's leading like a cyborg rebellion because he feels like technology is being wasted and destroying planets and that kind of stuff and you could still be, make that whole storyline work via Star Wars and you could do it in the Star Wars world it's, like, I, it's literally that malleable to everything so where do you think Star Wars needs to go what do you think is the thing they need to remember going forward to keep people interested and not drop the ball
1: uh, I'll say well to me I think it's really simple and just let Star Wars be a background, you know? So in other words, it's not about anything from the past. It's not about Skywalkers. It's not about Anakin. None of that. it's just about this is a world and We're going to visit a different part of it and find an interesting story in that world. It's like, for some reason, because it's Star Wars, people think that it has to have this and that and that and this. But if you just think about like the genre of crime movies, like like Eric was saying, the genre of Western movies, in any of those genres, there's all these different stories that take place, Mm -hmm. you know? And so... Star Wars is just a genre in of itself. It borrows a lot of aspects from other things, but it's just a world. It's a world that feels like a Western meets a Kurosawa film in space. Mm-hmm. And then just tell a good story. All that Mando really is, is like the lone wolf and cub story. Sure. A little bit of a revenge story, you know, And it's 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 the most, most simple story ever. And it lets star Wars be the star because it doesn't overcomplicate the story. The prequels to me, the best part about it was Anakin's story. But the B stories were all so overcomplicated, trade routes and who cares politics and et cetera, like, et cetera. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's too much. And then with the sequel trilogy, it was almost too incestuous. So it was a simple story, but it was not a new story. Right. And so if if you just think like that, like I would like simple stories that allow me to explore the world, which is what I really want out of Star Wars. How I about mean, you? Know, yeah,
2: agreed. And I think for me the biggest thing is have a concrete plan, whatever it is. Which we oh, didn't yeah. get in this latest strategy right. obviously they just flew by the seat of the pants and throwing spaghetti on the wall and they see what sticks mm-hmm. there's a plan here, and i hope there is a plan right and if favreau and, and feloni continue what they're doing if they're allowed to continue what they're doing and if they and you know speaking of marvel do what kevin feige does right he, he right. thinks five ten years down the line that's what he's ahead mm-hmm. of the game that's what star wars needs to do has a plan so they can follow it give us some really cool story they know they're going to venture into this world or talk about no can we get into luke whatever the case is plan it out don't just fly by the city of your and give us shows for the sake of giving us star wars shows but that's where things start falling off the rails. Right? And they announce a lot of stuff. I don't know, this stuff was just announced out of knee jerk reaction because, oh, people like Mandalorian. So we're going to do a uh, focus on, you know, Gina Carano's character and we're going to do the Boba Fett thing. And I I hope that's part of a plan. They're just not being over reactionary to what people are liking about Mandalorian.
1: When they did that announcement, I feel like what they're doing is rewarding people for caring about Mandalorian. Say, like, hey, you know what? If you like that, we have a plan now. You know, yeah. everybody's complaining we didn't have a plan. Well, we have a plan now. And if you enjoy Mandalorian, you're going to enjoy all this. The other thing is, think about that again that Luke scene if that would have been any other movie show that would have been such a hokey little cash grab feeling scene like and here's Luke right. oh, but, if, <laughs> yeah, but it paid off it, it was it got to the point where I was barely surprised when it happened I was only surprised like they're not going to do it but I wasn't surprised in terms of the story because they had laid out a story that it made no sense for anybody but Luke to show up and wow. if they can take that kind of plotting and planning like you're saying Jose I'm down I'm ready for everything they put in front of me because now okay. it's proves yes. that they're thinking
2: right if they do that then that's what gets me more excited than like Marvel, for yes. example as much exactly. as i love marvel
1: I, this is what i want i to love see marvel i love marvel right. and because I like of marvel to- like i have faith in this stuff it's like right because we are under the same company because they see hey it's working out really well over here it doesn't need to be the marvelization of star wars you no, know it doesn't have to be but it, it doesn't have to be like this bright and shiny film or whatever but it can just be something that marvel pulled off that nobody else could uh, 22 films that all work together and separately well now the same thing will happen with star wars and it'll just be more shows and some movies for like big moments
0: i will say i think that for it to work i do like the idea of it being planned and you know like i said keep it simple you know genre aspects and everything but at the same time, I feel like it also needs to have the effect of, like, everybody you introduce, and I guess it leans into what Jose was saying about having a plan, give us character arc payoffs. like Hell yeah, of course. That's the one thing, like, Filoni's brought in Ahsoka Tana and brought in Bo-Katan. Like, I'm super excited because I I know all the stuff that's come before them, so don't just put them in there because it's cool. Like, really have a plan of show us. And then, even with, with Grogu, like, you know, people are like, oh man, it's great seeing Luke get Grogu, but, like, doesn't Luke dude, loses his entire temple. Like, what happens to Yoda, Grogu dude. then? So, have a plan Stop. on, like, how that's going to happen. And, you know, and if you don't, like, work on that yesterday. Because you need that now. Like, so, it's not
2: Grogu, dude. It's Baby Yoda, dude. Uh, right, dude. Listen. I'm I,
0: trying to make Grogu happen. Dude. No, I, I'm not trying to make already made Grogu happen. You need to move forward, okay? No, like, I, I accept, I the know, no accept the election results. Accept the election results and move forward. Not <laughs> my Yoda. Peter, really? Me, Is that what ask? you're doing now? <laughs> let me you this, man, Peter. Do,
2: do you think <laughs> this show can continue without having having Baby Yoda in it. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Only only because they're going to... I, see, I don't think Mandalorian is a separate show anymore. Like, the Book of Boba to me is the next season of Mandalorian, in a sense, in the way that when we were watching Game of Thrones and we were, like, into every character, every little story arc, and at the end, all of them came together, they're just gonna call this Mandalorian, Boba Fett, uh, so Katano. but they're all different seasons of, the same, of the same show, same story arc, and then, you know, Grogu will just be over here for a while. Like, you know what I want more than anything? Let Mandalorian. Go be a bounty hunter. You know, figure out his stuff with the other Mandalorian creeds and all that kind of stuff. Let that be the new thing. And then after a year or two, when they're reunited with Grogu, who, by the way, will have this amazing show. I hope that they haven't announced yet. That's Luke, Grogu, and a young Ben Solo building up the new Jedi Order, going on quest to find Jedi relics and artifacts, and uh, you know, building that relationship. So again, when you go back to Episode Seven, Eight, Nine, you're like oh man it sucks if they turn right. on each other and all that, and that but is, yes that's i think up,
2: but that's, that's definitely on the wish list.
1: right right i think grogu's gonna be the next luke and that he's the thread or the next skywalker that's the thread through everything i agree
0: with you because there's a really fun aspect of the fact that since yoda's live like 900 years yes um you could do the next star wars trilogy 500 years from now and have grogu be one of the last existing skywalker pupils and that it gives him credence to why he's such a badass you know yes so I like that I like the fact that you could even intersect Grogu meeting uh, Rey because he's obviously still alive yep. at this point so he could like help finish her training and make her the badass that she was implied to be for so long because they, they would have that mutual Luke training you know for different levels of it and move forward so there's a lot of potential you're right I think Grogu will be that character moving forward with there and I, I really hope that not just in movies but I, I want to see more of the inclusionary of the side like Jedi Fallen Order Cal Kestis like if I they love had- it if they didn't bring Luke into it, I thought Cal was going to be the, the the guy who finds Grogu just because of like him matching around that timeline as well. But I want to see them bring Cal Kestis into this. If you could bring Ahsoka Tana and Bo-Katan, bring in Cal. Bring in everyone that's really... You know who I want them to bring in? Uh, complete Legends character? I want Dash Rendar. Like, bring that dude back. <laughs> just on name alone, bring him back. Like, he should be in Rogue Squadron. Like, make him one of the pilots. Like, I I want to see all that. Where if you could bring back Admiral Thrawn now, as through a cartoon oh, yeah. series, and now mm-hmm. it's leading to Ahsoka Tana's series. Like, give me every cool character that dude couldn't make it. A we're going to get I mean, it. I
1: that's what I'm so. saying. We're going to, we're going to get all of it. Like all those shows that they announced to me, they just charted different paths because each one of them is going to have a second season possibly, or, you know, a, th- a thread that continues on. Yeah. Like if that, you know, I'm saying like they'll have different threads opening. And that's what I was saying. Like my problem with, and it's not really a problem, but my beef in the past has been is the giant galaxy far, far away has always felt so small. Right, and now this is like, yo, we're going everywhere, and maybe like you love Mandalorian and you don't care about a Serpentano. All good, don't watch that show, right? Or you know, you like um all the the Rogue Squadron stuff and whatever. That awesome. You don't care about Mano, fine. You know what I'm saying? So that's why this is going to be so optimistic and so hopeful for where it can be. I can't wait. I think you're right about that. How about you, Jose? Uh,
0: what do you think about the things in overall?
2: I mean, look, I'm, like I said, I'm optimistic, just a little reserved because I, I want to see it before I believe it, right? But again, I just believe in what they have and the source material they have. They can create so much great content, which is why you know, when I go back to I, I'd rather see it than Marvel than day And Eric, you're already out, so we'll tell you about it when it comes out. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you had your chance, buddy. Uh, uh, I said sent- by what I said <laughs> yeah, it's, it's
0: fair hey, listen
2: <laughs> then, the opinion is not wrong but ultimately I, I'm hopeful that they can really bring us together that there is a plan that they're just not throwing stuff against the wall and see if it sticks that's I, what looks I, about, and because I, I love this I love this this franchise and where it can go
0: I think there's a lot of potential I was a little bit we all were a little bit lost at, it at times but like I think Mando was the one that got his back to me it was it was playing Fallen Order and Mando that got me back oh, on yeah. board and so I think there's a lot of potential as long as people stay aware of what makes Star Wars work and you know you know, I, I think we will hit the renaissance, the real renaissance of Star Wars when you see like Star Wars do their version of Chinatown. And then it ends up like that's just Coruscant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I get that, I'm like you know what? This is awesome. This is the golden age I've been well, I've been when, promised when, for when so you say long. When we'll see, talking
2: about me and Peter, not you.
0: You're out, dude. It's sad that she's just trying to make it work. That's the sad you're, part. You're it's out, dude. Really, I'm sorry. Really dude. Uh, guys, thank you so much for, for checking in on us. Uh, this is been Nerdsplaining for Star Wars Pete why, since you're the guest why don't you
1: tell people where they can follow you and find you and- uh, you can find me anywhere at Attack Peter online I have a YouTube channel as well Attack Peter there we do live streams uh, I make artwork on the spot and uh, we make stuff available that way. have guests on and, and all kinds of fun stuff so check me out anywhere at Attack Peter cool. and I'll
2: say this I've seen his <laughs> stuff and oddly enough he looks like he's five seven, five eight on on the episodes
0: <laughs> oh yeah it, 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 it's it,
2: really cool I mean it, I was like wow okay it's called um, the power industry <laughs> where you
0: film from the bottom <laughs> up and he just looks huge right
1: (laughs) IG filters
0: all that stuff he's on there Uh,
1: (laughs) all planned
2: (laughs) how about you Jose where can people find you Uh, you can check out another podcast the Real Mentors podcast R-E-E-L
0: Mentors we talk about movies TV focusing on TV and what to watch and what not to watch and uh, you can follow me at the Silva comic i'm a stand up comic pre pandemic i traveled the country you can buy my album adorably offensive that's uh, available everywhere as well guys this has been nerds planning this has been our star wars episodes thank you so much for following us uh, thank you so much for listening to us uh, share with your friends let them know that what we're about and uh, and
2: if you don't know now you know